0: Welcome to my podcast, Tricks of the Trademark. This is Eric Pelton with another podcast episode in which I share advice and experience based on my 20 years of working with clients around the world to protect and strengthen their brands. Not all trademarks are created equally. Some are entitled to more protection than others. I'm going to explain a little bit more about that and why and how. But first, let's just talk about trademarks in general. A trademark, remember, can be anything that indicates the source of a business's products or services. Generally, we're talking about words when we think of brands and trademarks. But of course, they also encompass logos, slogans, They can encompass colors and sounds, and they can even encompass things like the shapes of a product or product packaging, building shapes, and many other things, anything that indicates the source. But for purposes today, we're going to be focusing on words and brands and talking about why some get more protection than others. When we're thinking about trademarks and assessing the amount of strength and protection that they get, it's important to remember that creativity and uniqueness is a very relevant factor. But it doesn't have to be unique in the whole universe of brands or words. It just has to be unique in the relevant brand or industry generally to qualify for stronger protection. Now, let's talk more about that. We also want to look at the context of the words, and we can't look at them in a vacuum. So if we're analyzing the brand name Apple, it depends what the products or services are. Apple for phones or computers is an arbitrary word. It doesn't tell you anything about the products or services, but if you were a apple farm or an apple juice manufacturer and you use the word apple it's not a strong name at all it's going to be analyzed much differently because you have to look at it through the lens of the products or services that are at issue so from the graphic on the screen and if you're not watching you can check it out at ericpelton.tv later we see the sliding scale of trademark protection so Off the deep end of the scale, we have generic words. They're not eligible for protection at all. So if I had a camera company and I called it cameras, I'd get zero protection for that word. I can't stop anybody from using that word. It literally describes the category of things that I'm making or selling. A descriptive term is weaker, but it is entitled to some protection, and over time, it can become a stronger mark, it's just not inherently distinctive from the outset. So a descriptive name might be something like Camera Supply for a website selling camera products. Camerasupply.com, Camera Supply, That describes what the service is, and that's going to be a weaker, but generally protectable name. A suggestive name is further along on the spectrum and is inherently distinctive because it's not a made up or arbitrary word, which we'll talk more about in a moment, but it alludes to or suggests something about the product or services. So Netflix tells you something that has to do with movies, it has to do with the internet, but because it's a made up combination of those syllables and portions of words, it's overall a suggestive name. Groupon, another example of a suggestive name that tells you something about what the service is, but it doesn't, as I like to say, hit you over the head with what it is like a descriptive name would be. An arbitrary name is something like Apple. Again, it's a word, but it's not a common word used in the industry or describing a feature of the products or services. Then finally, at the far end of the scale, where we're talking about the strongest protection generally, we're talking about coined or fanciful words. Those are entirely made up words, like Kodak, to go back to our camera example. A word made from nothing, totally new, and that's going to get the strongest type of protection on our scale in general when we're looking at trademarks. Again though, the context, the goods and services, is always going to be important. A final thought about this scale is that if you look at studies that are done all the time about the most well-known or the strongest or the most valuable brands in the country or the world, and you look at the list of the top 20 or however many, you will see that very, very few of them are descriptive words, that it is much easier to become a household extremely well-known brand name when the word is suggestive or arbitrary or made up that's not to say it's impossible but it's much easier and uh, that is something to take into consideration you know because if you have a weaker name there's a whole list of issues that you might encounter with your branding and with enforcing and stopping others from using similar names and terms I hope that's been informative. If you want more resources about these issues, about why I like suggestive names the best, why descriptive names are weaker, more examples of different types of all these names, check out ericpelton.com. Look at the blog, look at the podcast, look at Trademarkive. We have tons of resources there digging into these in much more detail.